If you're in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area and need something great and fun to do, why not stop in to Pinball PA? Located in Aliquippa, just 10 minutes from the Pittsburgh airport, there's over 420 games on the floor. 200-some pinball machines, 200-some of your favorite video games. That's Donkey Kong, Asteroid, Space Invaders. You name it, it's there. So check it out, Pinball PA. Go online and see what all is going on there at pinballpa.com. Once again, pinballpa.com. Pinball PA, it's where the action is. You're on your classic metal show from the Human Factory lease. You're going to get yours in due time, pal. And kicking off the show tonight, uh, we heard something from the Badlands debut self-titled release with uh, The Streets Cry Freedom and a guy who uh, actually fought for our freedom in uniform, that is, our good friend and co-host, Chris Haken. What's going on, Chris? What is up, sir? How we doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. 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 I got out of the house a little bit today, got some fresh air, took a drive around town. Nothing's changed. <laughs> Except for a lot of closed restaurants. <laughs> well, no, everything seems to be open around here. I, I meant closed as in permanently closed. Mm. Did nothing closed in your town? Well, it's hard to tell. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so uh, we're back here to do the show. Hopefully we'll have no technical glitches this week. Yeah, let's hope that Mayor Ted Yates, he tells us that it's all fixed now, but. All right. Yeah. And what a fucking nightmare that was last week, dude. Fucking. We were, we were rolling along. We were doing, we were, we were in a groove and dead. Yeah. Just nothing. And literally I had these problems all week. My power went off four different times this week. And then they finally fixed it on um, Friday, I guess. So. Mm -hmm. So whatever. I mean, it was fine. It was, it's funny. You and I were talking earlier today and it was like, you know, we could have done the show. You know, I could have absolutely done the show on StreamYard from my car. <laughs> cause I was literally sitting out in my car. I had no power and I had to charge my phone cause I wasn't ready for power out. So I was literally sitting out in my car. I had my phone in my little cradle. I turned it sideways. I was watching WrestleMania. <laughs> You know, I was just streaming, streaming WrestleMania in my car from like midnight till like two or three in the morning, whatever it was. And then I was like, oh, fuck, still no power. I'm going to bed. Went <laughs> so, to did bed. Just, so did you just recline the seat and take a snooze? No, no, no. I went in the house. I had a bed. I had a bed. I got blankets. <laughs> no, I was just being funny. I know, uh, I, I'm not even going to bother going in the house. I'm just going to, I'll just take a snooze right here. Yeah, why not? Knowing my luck, I'd probably get some cop be tapping on my window. I've had you that happen. <laughs> How come your lights are on, sir? Nobody yeah. else is. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. I, I had that experience uh, years ago. This was back in, I want to say it was around 2002, I think. Right. And and I was, uh, you know, I I was driving, I was driving the, the uh, truck, uh, I, kind of regional, I guess, but I, I was doing like 540 miles a day, five days a week. Right. And then I was doing this show on the weekend and, uh, I had gotten an invite to go out Friday night. So I got, you know, I, I did my rounds because my day started at six in the morning and I didn't get back to the yard till six in the evening. And then I went out Friday 
And uh, I, I went up to the Cleveland area to go to go meet up with some friends and stuff. And I wasn't I, I wasn't drinking or anything, but I was coming back down uh, Route 8 and I got to Macedonia. Yeah, and I was so tired. I, I just could not make it the last like 12 miles. I think it was about 12 or 14 miles, you know. Sure. So I was like, man, you know, as a as a truck driver, I know better than to drive when you're tired. Right. So so I got there on Route 8 and uh, what is that, 82, is it? Yeah, 82, uh-huh. somewhere, somewhere around there, right where 271 comes across. Yeah. And, and I can't remember. There's a hotel there. Uh, so I just pulled into their parking lot near, you know, near the end of the road. Right. And, uh, near the end of the driveway, rather, I didn't pull all the way up to the building and I just pulled into a parking slot and just reclined the seat and I, I fell dead asleep. Okay. And I might not have been there more than, I don't know, 20 minutes. Okay. And I got that knock on the window. (laughs) And I don't know if the, uh, you know, the, the security camera at the hotel caught my car pulling in or whatever. But, but I was asleep. And of course there's this wrapping on the window. I wake up, there's the flashlight in my face. It's like, oh, so I roll down the window and I'm like, uh, can I help you officer? He goes, yeah, well, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I was on my way home and I got really tired and I'm a truck driver and, uh, you know, I know better than to drive when I'm tired. So I had to pull over and close my eyes for a few minutes, you know? Right. Of course, they ran the whole, have you been drinking, sir? And it's like, no, I haven't been drinking. Here's my license, all that. They checked me all out. And he goes, well, you only got like 15 minutes to go. He says, do you think you can make it? And I go, yeah, I can make it now after I've taken a little snooze here. How about, yeah, you, let uh, me go, how about you let me go back to sleep for a half hour and then I'm sure I can make it, you dick. <laughs> but for some reason, that was the problem, me uh, pulling over in a parking lot and taking a nap. <laughs> how dare you be loitering in a parking lot, you know, like you're supposed to. How dare you park in a parking lot sober, <laughs> dick. Exactly. So yeah, I had that experience. It's just like, oh, who the fuck called the cops? I'm, I'm parked in a parking lot with a bunch of other cars and they found my car. Right. <laughs> So anyway, so I said, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll leave now if it's a problem. <laughs> They're like, okay, sir, move it along. Yeah. It was the Macedonia police. Yeah. Well, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them, pal. Yep. So anyway, I've, I've had that experience, but yeah, just, you know, it's almost like verboten to take a nap in your car. Yeah. Why, why would you do that? That's terrible. <laughs> so. Anyway, I, I know better to do, you know, be safe than, than, uh, do something foolish. Like, Oh, I, I can make it. I can make it. And then run off the fucking road. Yeah. No kidding. Surprised the cops didn't kill you since that's what they do now. Well, I, I don't have the right skin hue for that. Did you have a black shirt on? Uh, probably I had a Close little enough. Close I had, enough. I had, I th- I'm pretty sure I was wearing a leather jacket or something. Oh, you should have been shot dead. <laughs> I'm sure with all your resisting, you weren't doing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I see the uh, footage of, you know, when, when these kind of altercations go bad mm-hmm. and it's always resisting arrest. Mm-hmm. It's never smooth. It's never just, yes, sir. No, sir. Here's my license, sir. Here's my ID or whatever. It's always resisting arrest, trying to get away, trying to. You know, they, especially that kid that was, he was like 21 and that, that lady cop shot him up there in Minnesota this past week. 
Oh, is that the new one? I dude, I anytime I even see that shit on social media, now I don't even click on it anymore. Now it's just like I don't care. Burn your fucking town down. I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. The latest one is, you know, the lady cop uh, comes up on a car. The license are the tags are expired. So she pulls the kid over for expired tags. Mm-hmm. Then and she runs his, you know, runs his uh, thing. And he's got a warrant for his arrest for failure to show up for a gun charge. Oh, good. And so she's trying to take him into custody. So this guy's trying to get back in his car to get away. And she, she accidentally pulls her revolver rather than her taser. I mean, she's yelling taser, taser, taser. And she pulled a revolver instead of a taser and mm. shot him, you know, but, yeah. but you know what, as much as that's a tragedy, it's a horrible accident. It's like, was this kid ever going to amount to anything anyway? I can't go under that assumption, dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean, did, did, was that, what's that? He got to become like president Barack Obama or something somewhere down the road. Oh, I, I think you're setting the goal a little lofty there. He might've become a semi-productive human being at some point. Really? I was a criminal when I was a kid. Were you? I was. Did you have gun charges on you? Did you I didn't have gun charges, but I sold, I, I definitely sold drugs. They I definitely fucking. I definitely got arrested numerous times for assaults. I definitely drove drunk. I definitely did a lot of shit wrong. Yes, I was a criminal for a while. Did you resist arrest and run from the cops? I told that story. I did. Well, did you run from the cops? I yes. Mean, in, a, in, a, in a car? Not in a car. No, I was running through the woods and a cop jumped out at me and I punched <laughs> him in the face. <laughs> but you didn't, you, you didn't flee in a vehicle, though. I didn't flee in a vehicle because I couldn't get to mine. <laughs> I'm going to tell you straight up. If I would that night in question, if I would have got to my car, I would have taken off. There's that, no doubt in my mind. I would have. Well, let, well, let me, let me explore this a little bit right, from, from, from a guy. I know to be pretty rational, well thought out, you know, yeah. intelligent fella. Okay. Did what did, was there any, if you can remember back, I, I know this must've been 30 plus years ago, right? 1987. Okay. 30, what, four years ago? Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. At that point, and if you can remember maybe what was going through your mind at that point, Mm -hmm. if you thought you could, now what kind of a vehicle were you driving? Like a a motorcycle or a car or what? This was Christmas Eve. It was a, um, I was in my, my 76 lime green Cadillac. Okay. So, so if you could have reached your car. Yeah. And tried to evade the cops and take off. Mm-hmm. Did, did you rationally in your mind think that you could outrun the cops? Rationally? I drank $6 worth of nickel beers. Well, I had no rationale at all. Well, that's what I'm asking you. If you can remember back then, what was your thought process? If I could get my, to my car, I could outrun the cops. I guess, or, or I'll just slide out. You know what, dude? I mean, I was young. I was, I was 17 years old. I was a fucking young kid and I was invincible and I'd had scrapes with the, with the police as a kid. Yeah. I'd been picked up a few times. So I just figured, you know, it's just what you did. You just, you know, and I, and I honestly, I was home on leave between, between basic training and going to Korea. So I figured even if I got in trouble, the army would get me out of it. So I was like, fuck it. (laughs) But, but what I'm trying to drive at, what I'm trying to get to mm-hmm. is 
did, what was the actual thought process going through your head at that time? If, if you can remember what it was, let me get the fuck out of here would be the only thought that was in here was I'm not going to jail tonight. That would have been the only thought. It's the same thought. Everybody has dude. Not everybody was you all grown up at fucking 12. Some of us were dicks. I was a dude. I was still fighting. I was still fighting in bars and shit till I was 35, 36 years old. Yeah. And, and what, what was it about the whole, you know, being a rabble rouser or fighting in bars? I mean, what, what was it? Was it to prove something or you, you just enjoyed the pain or did, did you just, what, what is it? What, what was it that drove you at that point? Booze. And, um, it just, I, I just never was one of those guys that would let anybody fuck with me. If somebody said the wrong thing to me or looked at me the wrong way, fuck it. I was going, dude, I still get like that. Sometimes I try not to, but you know, well, well, what, well again, what, what is it? Is it, is it, are you proving something or are you just like, I'm standing my ground or, or you're not going to get the best of me or is it a pride thing or what? what is it? It's none of those things because it's not like it's a, well, let me plan this out. There's no plan well, it's not a matter of planning, but it, it's a reactionary thing. So you react. Yeah. I'm always ready to protect whatever I'm, I'm like, I'll use the example of when me and John and Stephanie went to uh, see Slayer. Okay. You know, and they were dragging this guy out that was beating his chick behind us. And as they got near Stephanie, he tripped, he tripped over Stephanie's foot, the guy they were dragging out. And he reached up to fucking punch her. And I dove at him. You know, it was instinctive. It wasn't, um, well, I, it wasn't I get a thought. The, yeah, was, I know, but I get the part of the protecting your friends. I get that part. Yeah. I'm just talking about the part if somebody looked at me funny. Oh, I'd fucking, same thing. If somebody looked at you, like if we were at a show or something and somebody started giving you shit. I would dive over a table and fuck them up I'm, today. I'm, I'm talking about you, you, not, not you trying to be protective of your friends. I'm just talking about you. You're sitting at the bar, you're drinking your beer or whatever. Yeah. And some guy kind of looks at you funny and it's like, Hey, what are you looking at? Oh yeah. Oh, well, I'll beat your ass right now, pal. No. Well, is, 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 I, what drives that? That's what I'm trying to get to. Not not the protectiveness of your friends or your family or anything like that. I'm talking about just you one-on-one, -on -one, just sitting there and feeling as if you need to get into a scrape with somebody. The best I can give you is searing anger that always is in my system. All right. You know? I mean, that's because it's not a thought. It's not a, re it's, it's a thousand percent reaction. You know, it's not, it's never a, even at the bar, you know, a lot of times you, you'll be at the bar and somebody will just be a loud, obnoxious dick or whatever. And where most people are like, oh, I'll just move to another spot or, or, Hey dude, cool it. Or, Hey, let me get you a beer and you go on your way or whatever. Me. I'm like, would you get the fuck out of my fit? You know, I'm, I'm like that immediately. I, I don't know why. I, I guess it's instinctive or protectiveness of my own space or whatever, but I've always, always had that. And, okay. and you know, but, you know, to your question, there's no what drives it. It just happens. Okay. It just, for some of us, we're angry. I'm angry or I used to be, maybe not as much as, not as much as before, but I'm, I'm angry on some level for some reason. Sure. Not sure why. 
Well, I, I was just curious. I mean, I, I don't know the answer. I just, just curious because, you know, I've never been that way. Yeah. Well, uh, that's you uh, again. You were growing up at 12 years old, dude. You were, <laughs> you were ready to be responsible from the time you were, you know, born. Yeah, apparently so. You know, I was always ready to, you know, fight, steal, whatever, but I was, you know, and like I said, I grew up a little bit as a criminal. So, you know, as I was growing up, you know, I, I learned how to be a fucking scumbag, you know, whether it was robbing the Kmart blind or selling drugs or, you know, doing drugs or, you know, whatever the fuck I was doing, fighting assaults, driving drunk, driving stoned. You know, I did all that shit when I was young, still do some of that shit. <laughs> I'm not completely responsible yet. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I'm a typical, like, like they're saying in the, in the chat room, I'm born to raise hell. Yeah, pretty much. I'm definitely a hellraiser. I've always been, but I turned it around enough to be successful. Sure. Absolutely. I'm saying George Floyd could have been, he could have opened up a, you know, whatever. He could have opened up a, a <laughs> Xbox museum. We might, we might have robbed the world of the Xbox, the Floyd Museum. Although his family certainly has enough money to fucking finance it now. Yeah, well, that'll be gone. They could name it the George Floyd Memorial Museum of Xbox. Be a good museum, too. You could take fentanyl and play video games. It'd be great. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what do you what do you bet that, that that payout will be gone in a matter of a couple years? It's a lot of money for a couple of years. Well, you know what? Some people just do some stupid shit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Now that they're activists, who who the fuck knows? Oh, I mean, you know, that that head of that uh, BLM movement, she needs another mansion. They might, well, yeah. they might donate to her cause. Can't You cannot fucking live on one home somewhere. <laughs> you ever notice these people who are activists, especially for the, you know, certain communities but they never move there whenever they have money <laughs> they never live among them they always they always live among the affluent when they have money they never they never go live in those in those neighborhoods well, the bottom line is why would you why would you live anywhere where you're going to be robbed all the time if you can help it well i thought i thought you were defending that well they're defending that that way of life but if they can rise above it they're going to yeah of course which makes them hypocrites yeah as all activists are. <laughs> Name one activist that isn't. <clears throat> That's true. You know, you, you don't have to narrow it down to the black community, allegedly, that you're saying. I, didn't I'll say that. I just said I just said certain people in the community. That's all I said. I'll I'll point to any of them. Fucking Bernie Sanders. Where's that fucking guy living? One of his eight goddamn homes. Barack Obama. He got the fuck out of there, became the president, you know, made made $200 million out of his $170,000 salary and fucking moved to the biggest mansion in wherever it is that he lives. Oh, he's got several. He's got one in Martha's Vineyard. He's got yeah. one in Washington, D.C. He's got oh, another geez. one, I think, in Hawaii. That guy was a hell of an investor on four years of presidential salary. Yeah, no kidding. Good for him. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, dude, why would you stay in a shitty neighborhood? Well, you wouldn't, but, but the point is, is you, you're always, you know, being an activist about it and you're, you know, you're standing up for it. But when it comes to your turn to actually live among them, you wouldn't live near them. Yeah, of course not. It's like, fuck that. I'm not living near those guys. Right. 
I'm going to use them to elevate myself, but I'm not going to live there. Fuck yeah. that. You got to have shitty neighborhoods, though, because for those of us that are fucking scumbags, it gives us reason to get the fuck busy. You know, if I wouldn't have got busy, if I would have stayed fucking burned up fucking steel worker, I make $13 an hour. What would I have ended up doing? I would ended up living in fucking Tremont or somewhere shitty in fucking Cleveland. Tremont. Instead, I got my shit together and moved the fuck out of there. Yeah. Moving, moving on, on up. up. Exactly. <laughs> Me and George Jefferson. Yeah. Enjoying our- your, you're getting yourself a piece of the pie. Yeah. I got a deluxe home on the hill, as they say. <laughs> a deluxe apartment in the sky. Moving on up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, look at me. I live in a gated community. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. And that was from a few years ago being a fucking cab driver. Yeah. I And I stay away from everybody. <laughs> I mean, you, you, were, you were damn near living in the cab for a minute. Now you're fucking living in a gated community. Yeah, man. That taught you something. It taught you you didn't want to be in those fucking neighborhoods. Exactly. I might have been living in Gary. Yeah. You, dude, you were you were on the financial trail to that, but you got out of it. <laughs> exactly. Even, even just working as a cab driver in Gary, you'd have been like a fucking millionaire. Yeah, no kidding. You'd have been you'd have been living in a in a sweet double complex um trailer <laughs> by the by the rail yard or whatever. <laughs> Yep. And, and, you know, instead of just agreeing with you, I'd, I'd be practicing. Mm-hmm. 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 Why you be selling them drugs in our neighborhood? <laughs> white boy. <laughs> well, Why? <laughs> speaking of white boy. Yeah. Uh, you watch a documentary white boy. I did white boy, Rick. Yes. Yeah. Boy, that guy got fucked. Yeah, he did. Oof. Now, if you, if you guys weren't aware of it, there's a, there's a pretty good documentary on Netflix called white boy. And uh, it's about a kid back in the eighties, right. a kid, he was like 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, he basically got, um, railroaded after helping the uh, FBI bust the, uh, the Detroit, uh, corrupt police department. Yeah, he did. And, and the strangest thing is, is, and I think I knew this, but it, it just didn't uh, ring a bell with me is that, that, that police chief on uh, Beverly Hills cop. Yeah. He was actually a corrupt police chief in, in uh, Detroit, a real one. Yeah. In Beverly Hills cop, he wasn't corrupt, but in real life he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Gil Hill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gil Hill. Yeah. And, and uh, according to this documentary, this, this white boy, Rick, this kid, the white kid, uh, he basically worked with the FBI as a, as an informant, right. As a, as a kid, like 15, 14, 15 years old, because he hung around these drug gangs. Right. And they, you know, they kind of trusted him and, you know, let him on the inside and he kind of knew what was going on and knew who's who and where the drug deals were going down. And he'd be cruising around with the FBI till two, three o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh, you know, telling the FBI where the shit was happening. Right. And, uh, he also fingered, uh, some of the corrupt police people, police, uh, uh, men who were on the take from the right. drug gangs who, who they allowed the drug gangs to run wild. They just turned their back, looked the other way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically, uh, this kid, um, when the, when the FBI were done with them, he, 
he was being paid as an informant. Right. And then when they were done with them, they just basically tossed him aside like a, a used rag. <laughs> and uh, he decided, well, you know, I, I know the drug trade. I know some of the people on the inside. I know how to do this. So he started dealing some drugs himself, but then he got busted. Right. And when he got busted, that Gil Hill uh, wanted to make sure that this guy paid for, you know, being informant and, and uh, you know, blowing the whistle on some of the corrupt policemen mm-hmm. in the Detroit Police Department that Gil Hill wanted to run for mayor of Detroit. But because of all the questionable shit going on around him, uh, it prevented him from being able to run for mayor. Right. So as the old saying goes, payback is a bitch. Mm-hmm. With this, uh, this, this, this white kid, white boy, white boy, Rick got busted for a drug charge. Sure. Uh, they made it out that he was a kingpin in the whole drug trade for the entire city of Detroit yeah. as a 17 year old. Yeah. 17 year old king of Detroit. <laughs> he was the drug king. He was a kingpin yeah. and he was nothing more than a low level drug dealer. He was just a regular street drug dealer kid who, mm-hmm. you know, who wasn't doing anything hardly at all. No. But uh, that that Gil Hill basically, uh, you know, trumped up the records and and reported to the press that this kid was like the the he was like uh, Al Capone or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was like the Al Capone of the drug trade in Detroit, right. <laughs> and put him away for life. Yeah. And he well he got paroled finally. Yeah, after 29 years. 29 years. But then he had to go to Florida to face another charge that should have been. They made a big point about that. And that was that was the most sad part of the whole thing. Yeah, he, he spent 29 years in prison in, in Michigan. And then he had to go to Florida and fa- face a, a criminal uh, car theft charge. Yeah, that should have been a concurrent. And they ran it consecutive. Yeah. So he had to go and do five more years even after getting getting. Getting done with being fucked over by the one government, they should have let that go. But. Well, I agree. And and the interesting thing is, is that, uh, you know, the parole board wanted to give him parole. Yeah. But the uh, prosecutor's office wouldn't agree to it because that Gil Hill was still pulling the strings. Right. But after Gil Hill died, then, then the prosecutor uh, said, yeah, well, we'll consider it. Uh-huh, let him out. Fuck it. Yeah, Gil Hill's dead. He's not pulling the strings anymore. So, yeah, go ahead and let him out. Well, they made the point. He's done way more time than most murderers. Yeah, true. You know, and what did he do? At worst, he was a fucking drug dealer. He sold he sold dope. Yeah, he and sold. he wasn't even that big of a drug dealer. No, not really. He was a minor minor league player that was just, he just knew the right people. <laughs> Threw them all under the bus. Yeah. So, so who knew that that, that, police chief and Beverly Hills cop, uh, basically ruined this guy's life. Yeah. And then died. So he can't get any vengeance. <laughs> wow. What a story that was, it was quite, that was a good documentary though. It was. So if you haven't seen it and you, and you like those kind of things, it's called, it's called white boy. Yeah, it was good. And, uh, even kid rock had come down and tried to, uh, uh, you know, testify for this kid. Right. To give him a reason, you know, trying to uh, talk the parole board into every reason why they should cut him loose. Yeah. And then they use that against him. That was funny. They were like, oh, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll let him out to go be a roadie for Kid Rock. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so funny. Yeah, the whole thing was messed up. There's got to be some. At the end of all this, he's got to get paid, right? You would you would think so, but nothing will happen. He'll just end up getting out, and he'll end up dying of a drug overdose or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he'll get out, can't cope. Right. After being put away for over 30 years. Start fucking Casey Anthony, have a kid, kill it. Yep. He won't have much of a, you know, support system out there. Yeah, exactly. And there's probably still cops looking to fucking put a bullet in his head. Yeah. You know, there are family members or friends of cops. Yeah. Even that kid, even while he was working with the FBI, he took a bullet in the stomach. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. I'm sure somebody will be out to shoot him. And then they, then they, he got all healed up and they basically coerced him to go back into the undercover thing. Yeah, well, that's his own stupid fault. I know, but this kid was, what, 16 when that happened, right? 15 or 16? Yeah, he was young. He wasn't yeah. Old. yeah. I, I don't know how you, I, I don't know how you infiltrate that deep at 16, 17 years old. Yeah. I just liked when they were interviewing the guys that were the actual drug dealers and they were all like, yeah, I did 10 years and I got out. <laughs> yeah. And the one guy, he was a, he was basically a, a hit man. Yeah. And yeah, he, he was, he was all shot up. He looked fucked up with all the bullet, bullet wounds in his stomach. Yeah. And he uh, basically said, you know, basically came right out on camera there and said that he, he killed over 30 people. Yeah. And he, he's already out. Yeah. He did 10 years. I think Yeah, he, he made a deal Did 10 years. He's out, but this kid that was selling a little powder, throw the book. at him. Yeah. Put him away for life. <laughs> put him away forever. Yeah. He crossed Gill Hill. Yeah. Death penalty. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Some good, some good watching this week. Uh, yep. In the next segment, uh, we'll definitely talk about the uh, the uh, what is Animal that? Kingdom. Yeah, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I knew you were going to get hooked on that shit. Yeah, well, I got a lot of observations for that. All right. So, so we'll talk about that in the next segment for sure. Okay. Uh, but I, I sat there and. You know, I, I got through the first season. Okay. And, uh, you know, there, there it's, it's definitely a twisted, uh, uh, series. Yeah. You know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the next couple of seasons there. So I'll be binge watching that. Yeah, season two is fucking fantastic. They're all good. That's a good, that's a good fucking show. I love that show. So I'm happy to talk about that one. Cause I'm. I am rewatching it as well. I just finished season two and what a, what a season. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that in depth yeah, that's fine. Because, because, you know, I know that you're all in on it and I'm new to it, but, yeah. but just in the, uh, you know, the, the observations that I've had about this thing this week, it's just like, sure. wow, that's just kind of a fucked up. Whoever, whoever writes that show is just kind of a bizarre kind of messed up. Yeah. It reminds me of it. I don't know if you watched this show or not. It was a, or a short season on Amazon called, uh, I think you did watch. I think we talked about it on the show. It reminds me a lot of mad dogs, Yeah, mad dogs with that Chris, Christopher Moltisante. Yeah. With him and, um, and dude, that grabbed the kid and jumped on the boat in Titanic, whatever his name is, the bald guy. Um, I can't remember his name. That's how famous he is, but <laughs> that's a but Billy, that's Zane. A, Billy Zane. Yeah. Billy Zane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a shame that that was only a one, one and done. Well, they were supposed to do a season two and then Amazon backed out of it for some reason. It was good. 
I loved that show. I thought it should, they, they had several more seasons they could have done out of that. Easily. Good shit, but nope, they just dumped it. Well, speaking of that, since, since you brought that up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, their friend, uh, if you never saw Mad Dogs, what? Well, that was like six years ago, at least, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, longer. Years. Yeah. But uh, if you never saw that, you know, their friend moved to Belize, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, involved with the drug trades down there and the cartels and so on and so forth. But it wasn't widely known to his friends what he was doing. Right. And. Uh, Knowing what you know about South America, I'm talking to you as Chris Aiken. Okay. Would you go to South America and go live? Probably not. You know, I mean, not older. I, it would have to be, if I was going to do it, it'd have to be when I'm young so that I could fight. But, you know, yeah, probably not. I mean, I have a friend that moved down to Belize, um, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago. And he popped back up like four years ago. He, he just said, yeah, it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, what, what did he, what was he doing there? I mean, he, IT. The, he was doing, he was doing it for the States. He was just trying to live cheaper. You know, like he, he, he had a place near a beach and he was, you know, kind of doing what I do, but from, from Belize. Okay. And he thought it would be much cheaper because, it, and it was much cheaper. I mean, his whole living expenses were like a thousand dollars a month or something. But, you know, it just, it just turned out that it was, you know, half policed and half, you know, kind of criminal <laughs> and a little scary, you know, to even like walk to walk down a, a street or to, to the supermarket to get a loaf of bread or something. It was, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a weird thing, you know, cause, and, and not only that, but you know, your friend being in it. Mm-hmm. Their their infrastructure is, is to not the as point. good. No, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. I mean, all he needed was internet, which they do have internet there, but but you know they, I mean, that was part of the reason he came back was that he was always you know having problems connecting and doing shit from there. So you know he's back now. He he told me it was. He said it was fun. He said it was fun going down there and swimming in the ocean every day or whatever. <laughs> It's like, did you do that in California if you want to? Yeah. And so, so is your friend a single guy? He just went yeah. down there on his own, no family, yeah. no friends, no nothing. No. He just, he just up and left. Yeah. He's one of them guys that, you know, but he's done that before too. He lived abroad for, you know, he, he moved to Germany for a couple of years and, you know, former service guy. So he got, he got that in his blood and he comes back here for a little while and he jumps and goes somewhere else and does other shit, but. There's some people like that that just like to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Not me, but you know, I get the fucking I get the fucking heebie-jeebies when I just even see an airport, let alone <laughs> go to one. <laughs> so, so you you are you are basically grounded in Twinsburg. I am. This is this is my this is my spot. Now, is there is there anything that would be enticing enough for you to consider relocating? No, no, not anywhere, not anywhere else, whether it's in the States or anywhere else, you, Uh, you you can't, you couldn't even imagine relocating anywhere. Not really. It's moving sucks. That's a fucking tough week. How long have you, how many times have you moved too many? That's why I don't move anymore. How long has it been since you moved last 20? I moved here in 
95. Okay. So that's last time I moved. <laughs> 25, 26 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, the whole thing of, of starting over and, you know, and now, you know, unlike, unlike previous moves, I'm not as personable. So it's, it's like ugh, meeting new people, <laughs> dealing with all their fucking horse shit in a neighborhood and, <laughs> You know, for better or for worse, I know my neighbors enough here to, to just be like, eh, you know, I'm good with them. They stay away from me when I, when I want to be left alone, <laughs> you know, well, what's really funny is, is that I've lived in this, this location that I'm in, mm -hmm. uh, let's see here. Well, 20, um, not even quite Let's see. I, 2005, uh, 15, uh, 16 years. Year, yeah. 16 years. I, I don't know. I don't know any of my neighbors. I, I know my guy across the street <laughs> and I know my guy next door on this side of me, but on this side, I have no idea who lives over there. I know they have kids because I hear their fucking brats every once in a while. <laughs> and, fucking brats. and there's a guy, guy that moved, moved in across the street. I used to know the other guy that lived across the street too. I used to party with him a lot. He had good weed, but, um, <laughs> but the, the, the guy that lives across there now, he came over one night when I was having one of these parties at the house. Okay. And he just kind of came over him and the wife with a, with a tray, like, Hey, welcome to, you know, like when he had first moved here. Okay. He just came over to introduce himself and I was just fucked up. You know, <laughs> I was like, he comes over at like six o'clock, seven o'clock in the, in the evening. And by that point I was, you know, 10 hours deep of drinking. So he, he's the new one in the neighborhood, but he's coming to your house with a tray. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it the, supposed to be the other way around? Yeah. Except I'm single. There's no fucking way. Am I doing that? <laughs> well, I'm not saying you would. I'm just saying it just, yeah. it's kind of bizarre that they, they came to you with a tray. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go over there. Hey buddy, I got brownies. Hey, <laughs> how you been? What's your name? What do you do? I don't care. Yeah. And I mean, the, the weird thing is I probably would get along with this dude because he's got a huge TV. Like I, I can see his TV through his big window across the street. I've never been over there, but I can tell. I, 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 I know what he watches. He watches like football and wrestling and shit. I mean, dude, uh, seriously, I can see his TV from my couch. Oh my God. That's hysterical. So, so literally he's probably got a hundred inch TV yeah. in, his, in his house. And I could tell he's, he's like into football and wrestling and you know, the same shit that I up until last year was into and he rides motorcycles and shit. So I probably would get along fine with him, but yeah, he's a dude's dude. He's a dude. Yeah. And, but he's got a wife and therefore I just don't want to be bothered. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth is I don't want to have to pretend that I like the wife. Well, I get it. So I just don't, I'm just like, Hey, what's up? You know? I, every once in a while, I'll give him a little wave as I'm pulling out of the driveway. How you doing, friend? And I'm gone. That's, a, that's <laughs> hysterical. Uh, I don't even do that. Yeah, I, I do that. I'm, I'm always neighborly. <laughs> not a good neighbor, but I'm neighborly. You're not like State Farm. No. You're not like a good neighbor. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I probably am a good neighbor because I don't fuck with them and they don't fuck with me. It's good. That's That's the best neighbor. Just stay over in your lane and I'll stay in mine and we're all good. Yeah. I've already told that story back in the fall about how I went to my mailbox and the, the, 
lady next door was walking up the sidewalk from taking yeah. a little neighborhood walk. And mm-hmm. he said to me, I haven't seen you in a year. Yeah. Let's make it two next time. bitch." <laughs> but that was just the weirdest thing. She was right. I mean, I, I'm, I can look out my window and I see her driveway. That's how close it is. It's like, I haven't seen you in a year. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You haven't. <laughs> It's been a good year, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, that was just the funniest damn thing. Sure. But the but the whole the whole part of going into the garage is the door is closing and go, forget you ever saw me. Yeah. You didn't see what you think you saw. <laughs> She'd probably think, what a what a lunatic. There's not a body in the freezer. <laughs> Unless you come back, then there will be. (laughs) So funny. Oh, my God. Too good. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, just like you, I just stay away from everybody. That's easier. It's mind my own business. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? What's the point? Do I really want to be this guy's buddy? Because, and, and, and even, even if this guy's cool, which I'm sure he is. You know damn well I'm gonna be over his house, watching the game, drinking, maybe smoking a little smoke, whatever, whatever he does. You know I'll be I'll be right involved doing it, and the wife's gonna inevitably come into the room and be like, "Are you guys gonna do that all night?" <laughs> or, or when is this game gonna be over? We still gotta go to Home Depot, right? Or any of those kind of things. Sure. That I just don't want to deal with. You know, I just don't, I, I have no interest in knowing that. It's better for me to say, what's up, bud? How you doing? And that's it. Yeah. You give them, you give them that neighborly nod. I do. Just nod. I give them the Don Doc and half wave. Like, <laughs> like Don did to, to all the people in, in Wisconsin. Right. You know, almost, almost a, a royal wave, but not quite the, just a little shaky hand. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Is the white pot. Eh, she's okay. She's a regular neighborhood six. I'll say for Brian in Tennessee, who asked, she's a neighborhood six. She's a neighborhood six. Yeah. Which not great. Not awful. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you don't crash your car to get away from her, but at the same time, you don't crash your car because you're staring at her. <laughs> you just drive by and you're like, Hey, what's up? You know. yeah. Average. Yeah. Just regular, regular chick. Yeah. Hey, only kill call. You're on the air. Hey, what's up? Poon hounds. Lou from the Lou. Hey Lou. It's been a while since we heard from you. What's going on over there in the Lou? Yeah. Well, goddamn hockey team sucks. Assholes couldn't score in a whorehouse. Uh, a hockey team's terrible, so I, no gonna be no no playoffs for them. Oh, I thought no I playoffs. thought they, I thought they were the champions. Yeah, a couple years ago they were. That, that's done and over with. That honeymoon period's over. Yeah, it, you know it's like the uh, um, you know the uh, guy on uh, what's that fucking uh, movie with Adam Sandler. Uh, Water boys, you know, I've won the Stanley Cup. Now it's oh no, we suck again. <laughs> so they're terrible, horrible. 
So when is the hockey season over? Well, for, for my team, it ended tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they still got more games to play, but, you know, it's, what's the point? Did, now, are they, were you able to go to any live events or was it all on TV? Uh, they allow 4,000 people. Started off at 1,200, and then they moved it to 4,000. But I, I, uh, I sit in the cheap seats, so therefore, you know, I'm not not high priority uh, to go in any game. So, you know, my hope is going to be if they uh, allow um, full venues next uh, for the uh, upcoming 2021 season. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, I'm, I'm really not uh, trying. I don't. I mean, going to a game with a hat, it, but. Three fourths of the, of the building empty. It doesn't sound like that good of a time. I mean, I guess it'd be kind of nice to have your own section and your own beer vendor, but other than that, <laughs> uh, you know, who cares? Well, Lou, they stink anyway. Yeah. Well, Lou, I, I had a question for you, and and Chris and I discussed this on the show last week, and I and you, you're you're kind of like in in our vein a little bit. Um, did you, did you get did, great honor to be in the same vein as you two guys? <laughs> did you get a COVID shot? And if not, are you going to get one? No and no. Okay. I, no, I, I don't trust that thing. First of all, I'm not scared of COVID. Second of all, I do not trust what's in the damn thing. I, you know, I guarantee you there, there's going to be women out there going to be have, who had this shot or husbands have this shot. They're going to be giving birth to children with three eyeballs, uh, <laughs> a third arm, you know, four legs. I mean, you have no two heads. You don't know what the hell is going to happen with this stuff. You know, there's no telling what they put in. Hell, you know, better can you be having mutant children. You know, they could have put stuff to uh, sterilize people, you know, so you don't have any more children. So we don't, you know, global warming, right? So... Yeah, hell no, I ain't going to get that shot. Hell, I'd, I'd rather take my chances with having sex with a black chick and getting AIDS <laughs> than uh, getting a COVID shot. Chris, comment? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't mean to go all info wars and the gay frogs and the Bilderberg group and all that kind of thing, but, you know, I just, I don't trust it. All right. Fair enough. Don't don't trust it. I'll take my chances with the COVID if I ever get it. Sure. So so what what else is going on in your world down there, Lou? You've been awful silent for for quite a while. Well, it seems like the last time I called, I caused quite a ruckus. So you know, I don't want to wear my welcome. <laughs> okay. So, so so is there any new snatch on the horizon? Uh who who needs to mess with that? <laughs> Chris, Chris, comment. Agree with that. <laughs> I totally agree. Not with worth that. the headache. <laughs> not worth, not worth the headache. Well, what are you doing with yourself then, Lou? Are you just working and going to the gym, or what are you doing? Pretty much. Oh, that's all you can do. Yeah, work in the gym. Be, you know, be productive. Member of society. I mean, you know. Uh, so forth. I, I I am you know digging you guys's uh, movie reviews the past couple weeks. I I I once tried to sit through Easy Rider, 
God, what a pile of dog shit. <laughs> yes. Amen to I mean, that. I could have taken a, uh, a whole box of X-Lax and crapped a better movie than that. <laughs> I mean, hell, I'll even be honest. Grizzly, Grizzly 2 would, would make Easy Rider, you know, I mean, Easy Rider makes Grizzly 2 look like freaking Shawshank Redemption or, uh, you know, Citizen Kane. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess I just wasn't, wasn't there. It wasn't part of the 60s. It wasn't part of the counterculture. didn't. Didn't do drugs, smoke weed, you know, drop acid. So I, I, I don't, you know, that whole thing. I, I try, like I said, one of those movies you thought you had to go see because it's quote unquote a classic, and it just shows you what these people who don't have any idea what the hell they're talking about when it comes to classic movies. Here you go. You know, give me Porky's. That, that's a great movie. <laughs> So so, what did you call for tonight, Lou? Oh, I just called to let you guys know I'm still alive. All right. Well, we're glad to know you're still alive, Lou. I hope I, you're. I hope you're bracing for your city to burn once this uh, verdict comes down out of Minnesota. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Who cares? Let it burn. You know what are you gonna do? Well, you're just you as, you're just as jaded as the rest of us, Lou. Well, you hate to be that way, but whatever, you know, they're going to burn down the cities or what have you. They're going to burn down the cities, you know. It ain't like anybody's going to do anything about it. So, yeah, so what can you do? You just, you know, hole up in your suburbs and, and hope they, uh, you know, don't uh, uh, <laughs> come to your neighborhood. But, you know, my line of work, I, I've... I've uh, worked in a couple couple of the higher end neighborhoods in the St. Louis area and it's funny how many of them have their Black Lives Matter signs in their yards. <laughs> it's like they're preparing. <laughs> you know, they're you know, they're they're, they're preparing for the uh, onslaught. And it's like the only reason they got those signs out there is so that we, when they come marching down the streets with their torches and pitchforks that they'll be like, Oh, they got the Black Lives Matter sign in their yard. They're woke. They're on our side. Let's go over to the neighbors and burn their house down who doesn't have the sign. Right. I mean, whatever. It's a joke. I hear you. Burn, baby, burn. He'll make for good TV. All right, Lou. Anything else? Yeah, I was going to ask Chris, man, uh, you watch uh, the WrestleManias? I did. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, what'd you you think of them? Were they, I, I, me, I I just can't get into today's WWE. I, I just seems like, there's no emphasis on the actual wrestling. It's all about the storylines and that. And when it gets yeah. when they actually do wrestle, it's terrible. Yeah, first night was good. Second night, not so much. You know, the the first night was pretty good. Look, anytime they want to bring Alexa Bliss out and have her dressed all slutty, I'm I'm down with that. So, you know, I uh, I was I was okay with that with that segment. And the, like I said, well, the first. First night was good. Second night, other than the 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 three way with with Edge and Reigns and um, um, Daniel Bryan, that was good. But the rest of it was just kind of blah. Uh, so while those girls were beating each other in the ring, you were beating your meat, huh? <laughs> Alexa, I'm not going to tell you. I haven't rubbed one out several times to her. That girl is hot. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I. Do you watch any of the lesser like uh, guy? What's the, what's the uh, new wrestling league? They AEW. Have? 
AEW. I'm all in on AEW. Is that is that more geared toward wrestling, or is it all about the theatrics? And no, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely more wrestling than than story. The problem they have is that they don't tell really good stories. They don't tell you know, but they wrestle. I mean they they wrestle like crazy. There's tons of wrestling in in AEW. Yeah, because I mean that's like I said, I I, I kind of. I, I like the old days of wrestling, you know, when it was, it, they actually wrestled. You know, it was good wrestling. You know, give me a Ric Flair, Harley Race, Steel Cage match. Yeah, you know, those, days are, those, those days are over. That's not I'm happening anymore. Man, when those two guys would be bleeding like, uh, you know, stuck pigs, you know, that's great mm-hmm. wrestling. Well, they bleed in so, AEW. They definitely, they definitely take some good chair shots and, get their heads smashed through glass and shit. And they're always fucking bleeding from the head. I will, I will give AEW that they, they bleed a lot. I like that. So it's kind of like the extreme championship wrestling. Not quite. quite. It's like if you took ECW and you made it for kids, but it still had that same amount of violence because it has a lot of the, has a lot of the guys doing triple luxes off the top rope and shit like that. But I mean, there's a lot of gymnastics in it, but, but at the same time, they do bleed a lot and they do, um, you know, they do fuck each other up pretty good. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, that's good. I mean, maybe I'll give that a try. So, but you know, and the last thing I'll say before I let you guys go, cause my manager's coming in the room. You guys haven't uh, touched upon it. I know you guys don't follow baseball anymore, but what a bullshit move pulling that all-star game out of Atlanta over the, the voter integrity law. Just what a, what a garbage move. Well, they can, they can go ahead and do it. You know, they've, they've taken one lifetime player or watcher of the game away. I haven't watched any. Neither have I. Yeah, well, it's a shame they don't care don't you know? Don't care about guys like you. They just want to be current. Want to be woke. Well, go you know, ahead. Look at us. <laughs> go look ahead. Us. We care. We care. Look how caring we are. Well, again, and, I say, go ahead. Caring. So, ain't we wonderful? Yeah, that's, we're great. That's why you just got to be like whatever, dude. It's it's not our job to convince anybody other than ourselves what to do. But for me personally, the minute they start with social justice shit, I'm done. I'm done. I know. It's, it's a shame. It's creeping into every aspect of life. Well, that's why we're watching old TV shows. <laughs> yeah, old TV shows. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. You know, all of them. So you guys you guys doing different strokes. You guys get to the uh, bike shop episode. of. <laughs> all right, Lou. Thanks so much for calling, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> or... Are the are the retarded sister on the facts of life? You get to that one. <laughs> so, but anyway, I'm 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 tapping out. So, uh, uh, hell and kill, fuck you, pal, and hand job. And there goes Lou. <clears throat> All right, thanks for well, calling. Uh, I say we take a little bit break. All come right, back, come back and talk about uh, about the animal kingdom. Okay. And I'll give you my thoughts on that. And you can maybe fill me in on a few things. Sure. So when we were talking earlier this evening about uh, your, your,
your penchant for fighting and getting into bar fights and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This song came to mind, so I'm going to dedicate this one to you. Ooh. This one comes from Bad Company's Holy Water. All right. And it's Boys Cry Tough. There you go. So here it is. It's Bad Company exclusively here. On your classic. Melody. 